Welcome everyone to Plugged and Unplanned with Tony Nash, the CEO of Booktopia. And today I have a couple of, well, you're going to put them up right up there as um, um, outstanding entrepreneurs. Uh, they know they know business and they're young, much younger than me. So they must really know a lot of stuff uh, other than uh, us as old entrepreneurs. And uh, and welcome to the program, program Lisa Tay and Nick Bell. Excellent. Thanks, 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 Tony. And thanks for saying that we're young. I feel really old. I know no, I'm, I'm, I'm a really surprised old. by that comment. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I'm not that young. So thanks, Tony. I'll take it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm 57. You know, I was um, I was on a um, there was a bit of Snapchat going between my wife and my stepdaughter, her daughter, um, in the car yesterday, and she was out with some friends. And why is why is he so old? Um, was the you know one of the comments from these 15 year olds. So. Uh, at 57, you know, I was, I'm planning my 60th birthday. So you guys are youngsters. In fact, I started Booktopia when I was 40. So that's how young you are. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, amazing. So that, yeah. So um, you're young. You're young. Definitely young. Well, my, my daughters won't be saying, I think when, I, when they're 18, I'll be, what's that? I'll be 54. So I'll be the old guy hanging around my daughter's friends. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> welcome to my world. <laughs> welcome to my world. Um, so let's, let's give everyone a bit of a background. Um, on the two of you. So I'll start with you, Lisa, and I've got a bit of a profile here. Um, tax lawyer, um, don't really look like a tax lawyer to me. <laughs> I've dealt with some tax lawyers. So you, I, I understand that you you stuck it out for uh, several years and then said that's, you tick that box, you're done. You probably pleased your parents or something like that. I don't know how, how those things work. Um, and then you've, you've moved into uh, social media with your own agency. You've You've launched um, um, beauty um, uh, beauty companies and um, best-selling uh, books, Australian style, Australian beauty. So you've you've actually completely re-engineered yourself um, in terms of um, where you came from and and your you know your studies and your background to to a very entrepreneurial and a, and a very I guess. Um, you kind of carved, I guess you carved out what you wanted to do. It's, it's, you know, that's how you buy our reads. Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've done. Yeah, look, I, I definitely had more of a conservative upbringing. My parents are very much, uh, didn't really love the idea of me wanting to be a fashion designer. So I, I ended up going to do, to uni, did com law, pretty, uh, you know, typical, I think, Asian upbringing. Then, uh, worked in tax law for about seven years, didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, I, so I started at KPMG, moved to a law firm, then worked at the tax office. And I don't know if you watched the show, The Office, but the tax office is exactly like the office and like people literally had excel spreadsheets where you could plug in the day that you started and it will calculate the day that you could retire and i just thought this is really not an inspiring place to work it was really uh like it actually really affects your mental health if you don't love what you do because you spend so many hours of your week at work so i ended up leaving there i went to work at witchery in the marketing team there about a year and then started the agency that I'm running now about five years ago. So I started a, a media website about, I think 2011 now, it's about 10 years ago. And that gave me a taste of digital marketing and social media. And I just loved it. And I honestly can say, I just love what I do and it doesn't feel like work. And that for me was really the goal. And it sounds really cheesy, but 
uh, yeah, I feel really fortunate to be in the position that I am now. I uh, get to work with Nick, which is a roller coaster ride, let me tell you that. <laughs> but we, we do have a lot of fun and, you know, I really enjoy working with people who enjoy what they do. So, yeah, so here I am today talking to you. <laughs> yeah, terrific. And your parents are very proud of you, I'm sure. My parents have absolutely no idea what I do. Uh, oh. I think they're just like, they have no idea what that they call it the Facebook, the Instagram. They're just not sure what exactly right. I'm doing. Uh, as long as I'm not living on the street, I think they're like, okay, I think she's okay. But they're really supportive. So if I if I need help with anything, then you know I'll like they'll be there. So for example, I started a uh, sounds a bit weird, like a toothpaste mouthwash and uh, toothbrush brand, which is stocked at Mecca called One One Lifestyle. And we would be making the mouthwash, and they'd come over and bottle mouthwash with us. So they they kind of don't really understand what I do, but if I ever need them, they're they're always there, which is great. That's that's the support that we all want from our from our families. So so Nick, um, according to you, your bio um, with three hundred and fifty dollars of startup capital, you've you've built a $274 million fortune in only 10 years. That's what they're um, saying. That's what they're saying, Tone. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'll just give you some background. So unlike Lisa, I didn't go to university. I left high school and I bounced around for a few years from job to job. I started a business at age 24 doing skincare, but that was an absolute disaster from 24, 28. And then thankfully, when I was 28, I started a, an SEO business from my bedroom and I use the word business that, that term very lightly because it wasn't business it was just me and my I won't say but it's just me working from my bedroom and then the business grew organically quite fast um, now we've got agencies across Asia uh, Middle East Australia and consulting companies um, so it's it grew much larger than I expected I think my um, my objective was to make a hundred thousand dollars a year and we ended up doing that in the second month of operation from my bedroom so yeah, it's, it worked out really well in the end. Mm. I mean, that, that's almost similar to me, except um, if I, you probably just need to add another zero on your story. But I, I was, you know, pretty close to that. Um, you've just kind of done 10 times more than what I ever did because we had our own, um, well, I had started my own company as well in the front room of my house. And then um, after a number of years, we ended up in SEO and started our own SEO oh, company. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Booktopia was started out of doing the SEO work because um, we we had got Angus and Robertson to the top of Google, and therefore we were um, we were as um, a um, um, introduced to the book industry. So SEO, there you go. So, I know, I know. That's a, how it gives you the insight. It's the, it's the magic that um, that we had and that you know what we created. Um, um, that gave us the insights. It's kind of like we cheated by using other people's companies. Uh, to work it all out, and they paid us to do it, so then we could actually go off and 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 uh, you know make our own successes with our own businesses. Well, you're right though. But if you know digital, generally you can what you know in digital can actually feed into other businesses you start. It's a, it's a very good foundation for launching a new business. So I, I'm really thankful that I actually jumped into SEO quite early, mm. learnt the the basics, and learnt social media and other bits and pieces. And now, if I want to new, start a new business, I can quite easily. Yeah. You know how to generate leads and revenue and sales. I would say marketing is one of the best things that you should know if you want to start a business because you can have the best uh, idea, like the product or service, but if you can't get it out there and people don't know about it, then like you might as well not even exist. So I think that's one of the key things you need to have as a uh, as a business owner. 
Yeah, that's an interesting point because a lot of people come to me and, and we'll talk a bit more about your mentoring programs shortly, but I get approached by a number of people over over many years. They've, they've come to me with an idea and they'll pitch the idea to me and I'll just say to them, so just explain to me where someone is going to hand over the cash to, to, to you know, for whatever, whatever it is that you're, you're selling or manufacturing or doing, what, how are they going to hand over the money? And, oh, you know, I'm not sure about that. Or I haven't thought, you know, they hadn't thought about that. And that's, you know, that's the premise of being able to build your business. The money has got to be coming in. So then it funds all your growth. And that's where the marketing is, exactly. is all about. So that's you're absolutely right. Tony, deals make the wheels turn without deals. There is no business. You can have the great best product in the world or the best service in the world without money coming in the door. There is nothing. Mm. So I think some people underestimate the value of marketing and being a great salesperson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a, it's it's a, it's a, one of the pillars of your business, um, absolutely. And it and and it's you're always working on it. You're always sorry. <laughs> uh, Mobile's gone off. I thought I put that on silent, um, but uh, a, de a deal. You're right. Yeah, I was just another deal was happening. Hey, uh, there we go. It's always on. I get some money. <laughs> um, so, so um, the uh, let's okay. We talk, we touch on the mentoring. Um, so, what is it that you guys do with with you know entrepreneurs, executives, business people, personal? How how do you guys how, how have you positioned your you know, your, your offer, your business, what do you do? Ladies first. <laughs> okay. So we've launched a company called Listnik. So it's actually in beta testing at the moment. And what we found is that obviously for both of us, it's no secret that, you know, everyone can benefit from a mentor and it's really hard to actually find one. So what we saw was a gap in the market for, uh, I guess, a service or a product that could help people find a mentor easily because we get asked all the time to catch up for coffee and I'm sure you get you get it a lot as well. People go, oh, can I just pick your brains for, you know, half an hour? And ideally we would both love to help every single person that wants our help, but you have limited time in your day. so we thought, okay, why not solve the problem of people struggling to find someone who can help them either fast track their career or scale their business or become mentally stronger. So, so that was really where the concept of Listnik was born. And I don't think Nick and I realized how big of a project it was going to be. I think uh, we're both very much like you know, very optimistic, uh, you know, see the world like glass half full. And then we started working on it and realized, oh my God, this is actually a much bigger build than we, we realized because it's one of those um, open marketplace network type platforms. So think about your Uber, your Airbnb. So that is Please, if I can just jump in, probably think of Airtasker, Upwork, Freelancer. So what you do is you post a job online. This is my budget. This is the type of mentor I'm looking for by industry or I want to scale my experience, I want to scale the business, then a mentor will say, look, I can help you and they'll place a bid on the job. Um, this is for the top rated mentors. We have celebrity mentors on there. Um, they won't be probably, they probably won't be bidding on your job. So you reach out to them directly. This is what I'm looking for. And they will say, yep, I'm happy to help you. So there's top rated and celebrity mentors on the website. Um, so it depends on your budget, whether it's $50 an hour or a thousand dollars an hour, or maybe some mentors will do it for free, which they will. Um, it really depends, but 
it's you can have thousands of mentors on there and if you need some help scaling your business or exiting your business or raising capital we'll have a person for you mm. i've seen one of those businesses recently um in the last several years a company called topexpert.com.au and oh, they yes. tried they tried that um and they i think they closed it of Two, two years ago or something. Um, they couldn't <laughs> Don't say that, Tony. That's a bloody confidence tone. Uh, but it's like, um, it, it just just because one doesn't work doesn't mean it's not going to work. You know, like maybe they didn't know how to drive traffic. Maybe they didn't know how to how to um, find the you know that sweet spot to to be able to meet all the needs. Um, it was um, just because it. it the need is there. The de- the demand is there. The so therefore, um, what you know, what, what are you gonna what exactly? What are you guys gonna do differently? Do you think what what have you, what are you coming up with where it's gonna, you know, meet the demand like Airtasker has done and Airbnb and any of those freelance any of those sites that have been able to high pages. You know how does so what does high pages Airtasker Upwork freelancer do? They create convenience. So they, they allow you to, to access the best people around the world within a minute or two. And that's basically what we're gonna do. So instead of making a phone call, call in different, 10 different business coaches, it's all online. You can access the biz, best mentors in literally five minutes. It's crazy. Also, oh, okay. No, no, please, let's go. I was gonna say, and all sessions are gonna be run through the website. So we've got an inbuilt video platform. So now you don't need to just find a mentor who's in your state that you can catch up with. You can get a mentor from anywhere in the world. So for us, I think it almost comes at the best time because everyone's so used to Zooming now and they're a lot more open to actually uh, communicating with people via video. Whereas previously before, maybe people thought, I have to meet my mentor in person and we need to be at a cafe or in a boardroom. Whereas now you can literally switch on your computer or your phone, be in your PJs and upskill with the click of a button. So for us, that convenience is really, really important. And yeah, I think we just have a, I personally feel like there's a huge opportunity in the market because I've seen personally the benefits of having mentors and I know a lot of people want them. So hopefully this will be the solution to help them actually find them. And do you think you'll have, uh, out of curiosity, because one of the things for me, um, uh, we, um, you know, recently had bought um, a, a holiday house, right? And, and it was it's a bit of land so never having land before there's things like you know how do you take care of your lawn i mean so um i'm on youtube like uh, my wife is going what are you doing she goes i'm just looking i'm looking at a video on lawn management right and this guy is going through and so the video was very helpful and i i was able to quickly download and understand some of the principles around the lawn management or you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do, are you going to have also little video, you know, that people can kind of just, you know, I've got a question about this. Oh, I wonder if there's something like a three minute kind of download of this and then they can go, got it. Yep. Understand. I can now go off it rather than just having one-on-one sessions. How's that all going to work? Yeah, absolutely. So where obviously is you, um, mentioned before, like we're both massive into marketing and content marketing in particular. So we already are producing podcast interviews with some of the best 
business minds in the world. So got like the co-founder of Netflix, Mark Randolph, um, like we've done stuff with Gary Vaynerchuk, Robert Kiyosaki. So we've got some big names coming up, which is awesome, but we've already started getting advice from them. So we've been collating them, posting them on social. So that's going to form a bank of information from like literally the best business minds in the world. We've got exclusive resources, which will be available for mentors and mentees. So we want them to be able to get the best from the session. So we're going to show them how to do that. So we're going to give them guides. We're going to give them instruction manuals, templates. So they're going to feel that they're supported every step of the way. And for us, it's really, uh, you know, our way of giving back and actually helping the business community. And also, I just want to touch on mental health because that's something that I, I'm personally really, really uh, passionate about. And we will have qualified psychologists and therapists on the platform too, because as you know, mental health is such an important part of running a business. And especially during a pandemic, like I think a lot more people are open to talk about their mental health and invest in mental health. So for us, it's really important that we facilitate that on the platform and also group sessions. So you can actually upskill your team as well. So it doesn't just have to be you, you can organize someone who can maybe give advice on public speaking or how to sell better. And then you can pull your whole team in via video and they can all learn together. So for us, I mean, I'm, I just really feel like there's a huge opportunity here and we have a really aggressive roadmap of <laughs> things coming up. So we can't say too much now, but uh, just going back on the topic of marketing, we've already been using our platform to drive pre-signups. So we've already had thousands of people globally sign up to get pre-access. So when we actually launched it, we were like, I don't even know if we're gonna get one sign up. And the website actually crashed because we had so many people going on and going, what is this? So, you know, I think using our marketing backgrounds, we've, be able to, we've been able to build that pre-hype. So. We've got exclusive numbers available for people doing beta testing at the moment, which is really exciting. And we're gonna let in a few people every day so we can control that experience. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to hopefully be big. <laughs> mm. I agree with you on the mental health. Um, it's To me, it's a little bit like, and I'm old enough, uh, you guys are just a bit younger to, um, to, to know what it was like in the going to school in the 70s um, and then the 80s, uh, when if you were gay, it really was um, not frowned upon. It was just you, it was taboo. You never talked about it. And if you were, uh, then you were you really felt um, awkward and 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 out at, out at the very limits. And I have friends um, who are, so I know what it was like for them back then. And and mental health, I feel, is going to move from that you know, you don't talk about that in the twenties and beyond. It's going to be one of the most talk, not talked about, but um, without any stigma, it's like, this is, this is what's going on for me. I need to, needed to take a mental health break or I needed, I, you know, I was suffering from depression. I mean, I have ADHD. So um, I do get to talk about that a lot uh, when I'm doing public speaking and people come up to me and go, you spoke about ADHD. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a superpower, you know. Like, you focus, you focus on what you want to do, and you and you kind of neglect the things you don't want to do. And if you run a business, it's one of the best skills you can actually have. And so, um, I, I agree with you. I think it's really important. And the more that um, sports people, politicians, um, media personalities, whoever are out there talking and saying, "Yeah, I just was dealing with some mental health," all of a sudden people are going to go, "Yeah, yeah, I had a mental health." at any kind of level of society. So I, I really endorse that. I really feel that the, uh, the 2020s is a turning point in terms of 
of that and the stigmas that we've had to grow up with around it. Oh, that's probably one of the best things to come out of the pandemic. Like people are so much more open about their mental health and good on you for also talking about it openly because I think there's a perception that people who are successful in business or who have a media profile or, you know, are successful sports people don't have mental health issues. And I was just listening to a podcast with Tim Ferriss and he was interviewing Grant Hackett and Michael Phelps. And Michael Phelps in particular is so open about his challenges with mental health and you think, why would he be depressed? He's literally one of the best swimmers in the world. He's a gun at what he does. He's got endorsement deals. He's got a family. He's got money. He's got anything you possibly want. And he's really battled some uh, really dark demons and he's so public about it. And I actually feel that we have a responsibility to talk about it because if you don't and you don't say it's okay and you don't normalize the discussion, then so many people around us are probably struggling and we don't even know it because they don't feel comfortable. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Nick, I know, um, you know, Lisa is dominating the conversation. No, 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 no. Lisa, this is Lisa's, Lisa's passion is mental health. So this is why I'm leaving it to her. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and anything, as you're listening to what we're talking about, is there anything you'd like to add or any other aspects to the project, the program that, um, people should. Now, look, I think, I think Lisa definitely touched on it. I have mentors at home that I rely on probably almost daily. Um, the mentors I reach out to, they're far more successful in business than myself. If I've got a question or a concern, it's actually on a WhatsApp group. I actually shoot them a message on WhatsApp and within a few minutes, I get a few answers back. If I need a bit of a chat, I'm always, they always available for a, for a call. So I'm a massive believer in mentors and without them, I probably wouldn't have built the business that I built. Um, in the early days, I thought, I don't need a mentor. I can do it all myself. I was an absolute idiot. I don't know what I was thinking. And then as time went on and I met these people and I'm like, man, I can actually learn from these guys. Um, and I, I put the ego to the side and I started learning from these people and it was the best decision I ever made. So, so did you, uh, just out of curiosity, did you do that, was it a commercial arrangement or did you just kind of build friendships that you could um, you know, tap them on the shoulder and say, oh, by the way, I was just wanting to know about this. How, what, how did you kind of frame your, your mentor um, collective um, to support you yeah look that's i built friendships with these people um the, the two guys i get mentored from one business is valued at 800 million the other is 1.6 billion so that, to meet these people is quite challenging normally um and then when i first started my business they probably wouldn't have talked to me um and i probably would have paid for a mentor which i probably should have done um but now just over time i've been in business for 10 years i've built friendships with some of these people and they're really nice guys and they just help me out when i need it um, I try to provide them value around digital, but it's mostly me taking from them. So I, so I do feel bad at times. I'm always, I do send them gifts, but um, yeah, without these type of people, I can't, I couldn't progress my career. Can I just jump in here? Cause I think it's really interesting that you, like, I know that what sort of person you are, Nick, and I know that you always try and give back and you, you know, like whether it's gifts or advice. And uh, I can say that it's really hard when people want to try and start from somewhere and they do reach out to you and they're like, can I pick your brains? I'm trying to start an agency or I want to start a beauty line, whatever it is, I'll buy you coffee or buy you breakfast. And it's really challenging because I love helping people and I want to help every single person I can. But what I've come to realize is I can't do it at the detriment of my business. Because if I was saying yes to everything, I'd just be out doing breakfasts and coffees all the time. So I think it's just being respectful of people's time and the effort that they've put in to get that knowledge. Because as you know, like 
running a business, like you make a million mistakes, you waste so much time, you spend a lot of energy just doing things that don't work. And that's how you get your learnings. Whereas I don't know if people necessarily, and I don't know if this is a bit controversial, but I don't know if they necessarily appreciate how much blood, sweat and tears goes into actually attaining that knowledge and to almost just say, I'll buy you a cup of coffee to, to take all that knowledge from you. It, like, I think that people need to almost change their mindset and work out if they can give something of value, that's amazing. But just show that you respect that person's time and say, look, here's something I can give you, or can I at least pay you for your time? Because that knowledge can end up saving you, say millions of dollars or thousands of dollars or help get to, you know, get you where you want to go faster. So there is value in that knowledge. And I think that that's something that, you know, we have to start changing our mindset in. Sharing, sorry, sharing knowledge is fantastic, but you're right, Lisa, the amount of times you ask for a cup of coffee, I'm like, mate, if I have a coffee with you, it's going to take 45 minutes. I've got to travel there, travel back. Yeah. So I've just lost two hours. Yeah, for $4. Uh, for four bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't do it. And then if I help everyone with a cup of coffee, then I'm actually not going to get my work done. So you're exactly right. It's, you want to help people, but what's a better way of doing it? Um, and that's why I think virtually um, with the virtual platform is definitely the way forward. And, yeah. So. Yeah, and of course, with that many coffees, you wouldn't be able to sleep at night either. So, I don't even drink coffee. So I'm like, well, this is not gonna be, I'm going to I'm going to get a glass of water. So, I have six coffees a day now. <laughs> yeah. But but can I say it's not that we're not passionate about giving back. So we post on LinkedIn pretty much every single day, and we share um, our stories, our lessons, advice that we've received that might have helped us because we do want to give back. And and LinkedIn has actually really helped us give back at scale. So we've been able to build an amazing community and and uh, connect with people from all around the world. So, you know, and, and hopefully we've um, contributed to help them in some way. But uh, yeah, I think it just gets to a point where it's like, well, I have limited hours in a day. So what's the best use of my time? So that's why we thought, let's actually just create Listnik. So as many people as like, whoever wants to find a mentor can find one and they will change your life. Tony, let me ask you a question. Do you have a mentor? Well, I do and I don't. Um, I, I have my chairman. I have some of the other investors that um, over the years, um, certainly in the last 12 months and we, since we brought those investors on, because I didn't really need uh, mentors for Booktopia in terms of the business, um, because everyone that I spoke to had no vision of what I could see. So therefore it was quite, you know, it was quite frustrating. When I started my very first company, my recruitment business back in uh, uh, 1996, uh, there's a guy called Brian Scher who's in business with Simon Reynolds um, and those guys. So I, I reached out to Brian and paid him, I think it was like uh, $1,500 um, over two sessions. And at the end of that, I worked out that I knew more than him. And <laughs> he was a marketing guru. <clears throat> and I've, I've told him and I said to him, you know, like many years later. And, and what was great, though, was that if he's a marketing guru and and I could see these things, it gave me the confidence that I actually didn't need to have someone from the marketing side to support me because I felt confident with what I, I could see and what I could do. So there was that that was actually really helpful just to be able to go um, talk to someone who's who's an expert and go, no, no, I know enough about that. I don't I don't need to question the things that I was questioning and wondering am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? But in other areas in finance and, and law and, and other, you, you're paying for these uh, mentors. They're just professional advisors and and you're gaining information from that, that perspective. So 
there are there are people and friends and mates who are who are in business who I talk to um, often, and we're ba- bouncing ideas off each other. But, uh, most of the time, I'm very horizon point uh, driven. So, Booktopia needs to go from here to here, and if I'm really fixated on that, then the lessons come at you. Um, the, the the obstacles, the hurdles get thrown at you as you're going, trying to get from there. So, so that's how, that's how, that's what's kept Booktopia um, moving at pace. I think as well, though, you can have unofficial mentors. So you don't need to say, know the person to get mentored by them. Because I know that you mentioned you listen to Brene Brown and she holds you to account and she helps you be the best person you want to be. And in a way, she's a mentor and she's not talking to you directly as in in a personal relationship, but she is talking to you in the sense that she's sharing her thoughts, she's sharing her knowledge. And I actually, after you said that, I listened to her, my first ever Brene Brown podcast on the weekend. It was one with Melinda Gates, actually, Bill Gates's wife. And she was it was a really interesting conversation and so yeah I'm excited to see uh, where she goes she's actually just going to be exclusively on Spotify now so I think she got bought by Spotify I'm like no one has sold their soul Joe Rogan yeah yeah there you go sold her soul for 100 million probably yeah good on her (laughs) I'm not not criticizing I'm like well done congratulations (laughs) maybe someone will buy our podcast one day yeah, 10 bucks. <laughs> so, so just on, on that, you mentioned books and you were referring to the podcast for those that are listening to this one. Uh, you guys interviewed me recently. So um, you were to, that's why you were referring to the Brené Brown. And it wasn't because you missed something that we said earlier. No, that, that actually was in another conversation. Um, you guys are working on a book of which Booktopia is going to be publishing it. Very exciting. Tell us, uh, I don't know, sneak preview, um, a book trailer, um, what what's the what's the plan? What's the vision? Uh, we are really excited for this. So we've been working uh, over the break on it, and like we do a little bit on it every week. Um, can I say though, Nick is? I think he's similar to you, Tony. He's got a very limited concentration span. So sometimes <laughs> we'll be working and working on the book because you know what it's like. You almost need to just lock yourself away and just go at it and just write and write and write. And I'll look over at him. I'm like, what what can we do for this bit? And he'll be doing a handstand, or he'll be juggling, or he'll be I don't know trying to do a cartwheel. I'm like. Can we concentrate for one second here? He's like a kid. Uh, but we are super excited because we look, we really don't want to put out something that's not going to help people. So it was really for us, like we've got a real passion for business and we've got years of experience, lots of mistakes. So what could we put out that's going to actually really maybe change someone's life or help them? So we thought, why don't we condense all of our learnings and do a guide that's going to help you create a profitable business in 90 days or less. So if you're like us, you're probably going to want to expedite the the process and maybe do it in 30 days, for example. But for us, we thought let's write a pretty much a step-by-step guide to starting a business in uh, 90 days that will be profitable. So that's what the book is about. We've been arguing over the title. So Nick's obsessed with golden nuggets and I'm not I do not want to be known as the the girl who wrote Golden Nuggets. So we're still arguing on that. But uh, do you want to add anything else, Nick? Yeah, at least when I quite strong at starting a business with basically no capital. Uh, my first business, I think I launched it in 10 days and it was profitable within four days from launch. Um, so we're quite good at launching a business with no money, make it a profit within the first 30 days, but we've allowed 90 days just to be cautious. Um, but it, there is so many, there's so many resources out there now that you actually don't need a huge amount of capital to start a business. Like you've got social media, you've got free website builds, you've got so much you can do 
Well, you don't need a hundred thousand dollars now to start a business unless it's a listnik, which you need a crap load of cash. But apart from that, like you can start a business quite easily and make it quite profitable within a short amount of time. Yeah, I like I like the title more of the um, 90, 90 days to a profitable business or something like because um, golden nuggets, um, you know, like I don't know, maybe you you th- that. For anyone that was just reading it before lunchtime and they're thinking, oh, yeah, maybe a bit of chicken would be nice. Um, chicken nuggets, <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, um, it might, you know, might might stimulate a bit of a bit of activity. But it's it's what you're saying there, which is the bottom line, which I think is exciting. I think anyone um, would want to know that. And 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 um, you know, Gabby Leibovich from Catch just put out his book, Catch of the Decade. Oh my God, I have that here because I was going to talk about it. It's like when we talk about our favorite books, I'm like, if I don't talk about this book, Gabby's going to absolutely kill me. <laughs> yeah, so so Gabby um, um, is, is a mate of mine as well. So he, I mean, and that's that's great because that's they've tried to distill of all their years of business into you know a, a bunch of pages that someone can pick up and fast track. And, and the idea of... Uh, getting to profit in 90 days is is very compelling because that's where most of the uncertainty and you start questioning your you know whether you're on track or not on track um is super super important um so i like that i like what you where you're heading with that because um most people are thinking a, a much bigger you know time time frame and therefore um that they can lose momentum and heart and and question their ability I think a lot of people think it's going to take one or two years to become profitable and they just, like you said, lose momentum. Mm -hmm. Reality is if you choose a particular industry and you don't need to wait one or two years to make money. And as entrepreneurship has been glorified over the past few years, people want to start their own business, but they're scared about if I lose my day job, how am I going to support my family? Whereas we're giving you a bit of a blueprint of what to do to have an income within 90 days or less. Yeah. We don't want to make it boring. So yeah, well, I'm excited about publishing it. It's it's going to be fun. Um, so and promoting it and yes, actually, I just want to quickly touch on that. So we're working with Francois, who's an absolute legend. So really excited to be on the journey with him. But something that we wanted to do differently was take people on the journey of uh, writing the book and actually share with them the process because a lot of people write a book and then they start publicizing it once they've published it. Whereas we've really invested in growing our audience and growing a community. So we want them to be involved in the decision-making as well. So when we put out the Golden Nuggets title, we had so many people I like write going, I love that title or write back and say, I hate that title. And I went to an event actually a couple of days after that post went up on our LinkedIn. And so many people came up to me just going, I don't know about golden nuggets. I love golden nuggets. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I realized like, oh, they've seen that post. So for us, it's really important that we, uh, you know, involve the community and ask them what they want to see because that's who will be eventually buying it. So if it's not useful for them, then we might as well not waste everyone's time and publish it. So we're very much into, um, you know, understanding what people want and seeing how we can use our resources to help them. Mm. It's um, it's an old method um, yeah. because Charles Dickens would publish his books by the chapter and people would subscribe as... <gasps> Um, and that you would get the next installment of the book. And so he, he, and then what happened at the very end, would they then take all those chapters and then bind it into, into the actual book? So by, by taking people on the journey, you can, you can, it may, may change 
the outcome. Yeah, and look, Nick's the king of delegation, so I have to stop him from just delegating the whole book to, the, to everyone. Yeah, because he's like, we'll just us. ask everyone what they want as the title. I'm like, we can't give, we can't make everyone do all the work for us. Why not? That's that's the that's the beauty of it. That's the lesson for everyone um, in terms of not not thinking that you know everything right. and and that you're listening all the time. And as a as an entrepreneur, you must do that. You must. Too many people who have been fixated on this business idea, but weren't calibrating, weren't putting something out there and get, taking that feedback and correcting and correcting. And they talk about um, that, a, that a plane is on track 3% of the time and 97% off track because the auto correction is constantly working and that's how business works. So absolutely, you've got to, you have to do, you've got to do that, especially in the beginning. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of our session. Um, is there anything that um, I haven't kind of covered and you and you thought, oh, we we really wanted to talk about this or we, something that's perhaps uh, come up as we've been talking that you go, oh, it wouldn't be nice to kind of add that in before we finish up? No, I think it's been great. I think we covered about mentorship in the book. I think it's been fantastic. So, um, oh, by the way, um, so it's, it was Lisa's birthday on Monday. So bit of a shout out to Lise. Happy 40th. <laughs> it was on Sunday oh, and you so told, cool. so Nick bloody did a post on LinkedIn telling everyone I'm 40 and I'm, th I just turned 37. So everyone's like, happy 40th. I can't believe you're 40. I can't believe you're 40. I'm like, I'm not 40 yet guys. So <laughs> bloody worst birthday present ever, <laughs> but thank you. I think it's uh look, I don't know what being in my forties is like going to be, but uh, I think being in my 30s has been really interesting and you have I think a lot more uh confidence in your 30s definitely compared to 20s uh I actually just want to quickly finish off by talking about some books <laughs> oh yeah go on yeah yeah because I actually prepared some books I think Nick has done some too so I just want to quickly share a couple of books that uh I really love so um I personally love my first job was at a bookshop so I love actual print books so I've just got Bob Iger Ride of a Lifetime um he's the CEO of Disney unbelievable book love that have you finished that Nick uh, almost literally about 10 pages left. Ah, did you like it? Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a great book, especially the start. I really loved that it. it was a very unexpected start. So that was really amazing. I don't have my copy of That Will Never Work by Mark Randolph, the co-founder of Netflix, because Nick, I gave that to Nick to read and he still hasn't given it back to me. But that book's amazing. It really changed my perspective of business books because I previously thought that they were really boring. But that was amazing. Gabby, Catch of Decade. Gabby, there you go. I've mentioned your book. Stop harassing me now. No, just kidding. That, that book's amazing. I love that it has really great personality so it's not one of those dry business books and shoe dog i'm a nike gal so can't go past oh, shoe dog that was that was in my collection as well great book i was gonna say shoe dog and tools of titans by Tim oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm, i preach this everywhere it was an absolute game changer for me i read it over the break and i've implemented a few of these tactics and yeah so, uh, just on tools of Titans, is that him once again tim helping you save time and, and be more effective? So what he does, he interviews the the best minds in the world, thought leaders, and gets their views, their morning rituals, their, the way they exercise, um, how, to become, how they've become so successful. And it's basically just short little interviews. It's fantastic. Mm. Because yeah, I, so I mean, I've, I've, sold, I've sold plenty of them. Um, <laughs> You know, but maybe they're not sitting on the shelf long enough to grab a copy and uh, yeah, my, 
I might have a look at that. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, honestly, if you get a chance, read it or listen to it, but read it. I've I read the whole thing twice and it's unbelievable. Oh my God. So Tim Ferriss, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. We've mentioned you twice now. So I feel like you owe us an interview. Yeah. <laughs> he- He's probably not listening to my podcast, but never know. Never know. No, never know. No. I'm going to send this to him and say, "Look, we mentioned you twice. You at least owe us five minutes of your time because it's apparently really hard to get an interview with him. So he gives tips on how to approach him, but it's like really difficult. So we got to get creative, Nick. Maybe we need to do sky riding or something to get his attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Parachute down from uh, you know from the uh, into his property and. And oh God, literally, <laughs> I, actually, I was talking about bucket list, what's on my bucket list yesterday and uh, skydiving will never be on my bucket list. So I'll leave that one to Nick. But yeah, I think I'd have to be comatose to jump out of a plane. I'd be thrown out of the plane. And have everything on your list. One last question for Tony, mate. What's, what's one piece of advice you would give to your 30 year old self? I'm asking this question to everyone now. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah, what's one piece of advice you give? To my 30 year old self, so that was while I was still working because I started my first company when I was 33 oh. and I actually did business school for entrepreneurs with Robert Kiyosaki uh, oh. when I turned 30. Oh, so, he's crazy. So that was 16 days in, in Hawaii um, and you started at 7 in, mor- in the morning with your running team and then you had sessions all day and then your marketing team um, after dinner worked till 2 a.m. So um, so I, um, I went away from that um, event wanting to one day start a company um, and and I would um, I would just say keep going for it I mean that's the truth of it that that I was on track one of the guys that spoke at that event a guy called Robert Ponte who would be he'd be, he was on Oprah and quite often and he was a image consultant or is I think he's still around um, yeah, and he's he would, uh, we'd all get up on stage in our suits and he'd be commenting on this person and that person and the way that we were dressing for success. And he was that kind of guy. But he said something to me privately when we were having dinner uh, that um, he goes, pride to him is with if you're in a pitch black room with where you can't even see the hands in front of your face, he said, um, by taking a step forward, you know that you're on track or that you're off track. And it's that internal sense of knowing when you're on track or off track has really um, been key to me in terms of working out, um, you know, where to go next and what to do, um, and and building that inner inner uh, muscle of of tr- self trust. Um, and I think the more that we do that, then you have self pride. People walk around Booktopia and they go, "Oh, you must be so proud. You must be so proud." So, don't really have that same like looking at everything going I must be so proud it's actually very personal internal um about how I'm operating and how I'm showing up I think that's that's really 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 that's the way I'd like to answer your question oh thanks Tone that was a good response yeah and can I just say thank you for creating Booktopia because I grew up reading so many books. I was like a massive bookworm and sound like a real dork. Uh, and my first job was in a bookshop where I worked for about seven years 
from I think the age of 13 or something. And I feel really sad that the next generation and the generation after that might not have books. And I just get so much enjoyment from picking up a book and, and just flipping through the pages and getting lost in the story. And it's almost like meditation for me. So thank you for creating such an amazing platform where you can keep the legacy of books going. Mm. Pleasure. And books will be around and bookshops will be around. It's about yeah, adding value. So if you're, if you're a retailer, if you're selling something, you can't just be at behind the counter and hoping someone's going to come in and find what they want and then you take their money. Anyone can do that. You're going to be on the floor engaging with the people. Well, what are you looking for? How, how can I help? Or, um, you, and I go into shops all the time and it's ridiculous that they're just sitting there on their phones, the millennials, they're on their phones, not, not talking to the people on the floor. I was embarrassed um, a couple of years ago where someone had come up, I was watching and she came up with her kids in the pram and the lady, the young lady behind the counter goes, oh, you found what you wanted, did you? That's great. That's embarrassing. Like, you've got to add value. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Great. All right, guys, and thank you for adding value today. It's thank been you, great Tony. having you and looking forward to the next, whatever mischief you guys are up to. Um, <laughs> look forward to supporting that and endorsing it. And we'll talk real soon. Thanks, thank Tony. you. Take thank care, you so though. much for having us, Tony. And if you want to check out Listnik, it's lisnic.com. So it's just a combination of our names, not super creative. And if you want to check out our um, socials, we're probably most active on LinkedIn. So if you ever have any questions or want advice or anything like that, or just want to say hello because you've listened to the podcast, um, please shoot us a message on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks, thank Tony. You. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au